Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. I am your host, Tony Ann. And with me this week, I've got my girl, Ariet. Say hey, Ariet. Hello. It's just the two of us this week. I love when it's episodes that are just us. It's going to be fun. I feel like there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a little bit of news before we jump into our headlines. And that is that John Paul Lavassier is returning next month as Philip. How do we feel about it? We, know, we can pretty much guess that it is for the Victor tribute, but um, not the Philip I would have chosen, but I'm glad we're seeing Philip, I guess. That's pretty much my consensus like this is not the philip i would have chosen i would have preferred jay but maybe he turned them down if they asked um i could have been fine with uh kyle brandt or another recast like i don't think jpl is the best actor the best version or any good version of philip like, he's the most beloved version, and he's the one that we have the most history not JPL. with. So, oh, not JPL. I thought you said. I thought you meant. I thought you said J. Sorry, no. I misheard you. No, it's fine. Um, JPL. I feel like he's the worst version of Philip. And yeah, I know people would be like, "Hey, Ariet, uh, J wasn't good his last stint." But here's what I think. I think that was a case of bad acting. But Jay's not a bad actor. That is my take. Yeah. There may have been some stuff going on with him at the time that made his acting choices they not the strongest. They but I don't think Jay is a bad actor. For me, there's a difference there. But if I guess I'm going to have to uh, deal with the JPL being Philip. I saw like, this is just This is just the weirdest choice for me yeah i mean i'm glad we're getting a philip and i'm glad that it's not a new philip because i i always say that bringing in a character with a new face when you are doing a death like this is always a mistake because it's a complete disconnect this philip while not popular by any stretch of the imagination is somewhat familiar yeah i guess it works in that way that I am curious to see how Ron writes for him because John Paul was one of Ron's favorite people to write for on One Life to Live. So it's Mm going to be very interesting to see if his perception of the character of Philip is any better with an actor in the role that he's familiar with. I don't know. I guess that will be... I guess we'll see when... He comes back. I also would be very worried as a Shell fan because Martha and John Paul Lavoisier had fire chemistry. What? Yeah. I I mean I I wasn't watching at the time. I saw clips of Philip and I was like, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> did you ever did you ever see him with Belle? I think I saw one scene maybe and that was like when they were were they in Vegas or were they just playing poker? They were actually in Vegas on a business trip, yeah. Okay. 
Because didn't they play like strip poker or something like yes, that? Yes, yes. Oh, that's right. That was Martha's favorite love scene when they did the um when they did the love scene thing okay. uh, over Valentine's Day. I would have picked Remember? like Shell's fire love scene. Oh yeah. The or like Flair. Or the, the, the Philip love scene with, with Jay. Jay. Oh, yeah, because yeah, that was hot. Like, ma'am, okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm not gonna shave her. But interesting choice. I don't I don't remember much about that love scene with I I remember seeing the one with um JPL's Philip, but I didn't think much of it. But anyway, go ahead. You were saying something. But I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for this in um cautiously optimistic for everything but um i'm happy we have philip for victor's memorial even if it's not a philip we would want i agree because philip not being here it would be a glaring glaring omission for sure but now we can move on into our headlines First up, we've got Wendy finally makes her choice between Johnny and Trip after confronting Lee over brainwashing Stefan. Yawn. <laughs> Yawn, but there are a couple of points here that I actually want to discuss. I actually liked the scenes with Lee and Wendy in the police station. Yeah, they were fun. fine. They they were fine. They were they were good. Um, I thought her reasoning behind choosing trip over Johnny and using Chanel as an excuse was kind of a lame cop out. I agree. Uh, like I choose just, you I choose trip because you have feelings for Chanel, okay? Like just say that trip does it for you whereas you don't like it just it felt it felt like she was using Chanel as an excuse. Yeah. And I which, didn't like that. Which I mean it's fair cuz Johnny She's not entirely wrong. She's not entirely wrong. He's very much been prioritizing Chanel over her unintentionally, but still it's happening. But it feels like she was looking for a way out even before that started happening. Yeah. So it just, I was like... She was not in in it wholeheartedly, so... But I realized something... uh, as my mom and I were watching this particular story this week, Johnny is the new trip. Mm-hmm. And Johnny shouldn't be. He should be a messy character. And he's like, he's so mid and so lame and pathetic. Like, this and the is- thing is, it, it's it's a writing thing because, Car- listen, Carson has been very open about the fact that he will ride with days till the wheels fall off. He has no intention of leaving. You have a young actor who actually wants to stay and make his career on your show, and this is what you do with him. Mm-hmm. That is a choice. A stupid choice. It makes no sense. I mean, Wendy choosing Trip totally made sense. And I don't hate them as a couple because I even liked them all the way back on Beyond Salem. It finally felt like Trip was going to get the girl. I have been back and forth with them. I remember not caring for either Trip or a uh, Trip and Wendy or Trip or uh, and uh, what am I saying? Trip or Wendy or 
Wendy and Joey. I did not care for them, either of them on Beyond Salem. And then uh was it last year? Uh we got a like a glimpse of uh Johnny and Wendy together, and I was like, ooh, I like them together. And then I did not, not like them together. And then I started liking Wendy and Trip. And now I'm like, nah, I don't care for any of these ships. But let's also pivot over to that Steve Trip conversation when Trip thought he wasn't going to be the one that got the prize. Mm-hmm. And he was he was wallowing with with Steve. That whole entire Steve conversation and Steve's whole point of view in that scene was just all kinds of icky. Yeah, I can see that. But I can also see like how people in Steve's age thinking that would work today? No, no, I yeah, no, I get what they were going for, but Steve was 100% the wrong person to do that with only because they've done so much problematic shit with him in the past. Yeah, I can see that. I just I I I wasn't as I mean I thought it was like his stance was pretty bad and like it's problematic but I appreciate that trip pointed out like shit like that won't fly today yeah that was nice I loved that part of it so like I, I see what they were going with and but it's also like a bit contradicting for the show when they legit had Ben do it with Sierra two years ago so, like, uh, the show needs to decide what lane they they will be on because you cannot have a con- conversation like this and then all of a sudden, like, do something else, you know? Like, maybe yeah, you, you legit did this with two younger, per- uh, two younger characters two years ago. Like, pick a damn lane. So if going forward they do it again, it's gonna be like y'all are not listening to what your your characters are saying, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So I I get what they were going with, and it may it makes sense. Like it makes sense for them to have those thoughts and point of views. Um, but I can see why you felt like Steve's point of view came across icky. Yeah. And it was so funny because like a couple days before my mom and I were just chatting about days like we're prone to do. And um, I had said that I was so happy that the problematic writing for Steve seemed to be behind us (laughs) because we and then literally the next day these seeds aired and I was like, well, I spoke too soon. Oh, the irony. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked I liked uh, Trip's uh, point of view in those scenes. I don't remember much about them, but I remember agreeing with Trip, which felt prob- which probably felt weird because you're not Trip's biggest fan, I, and you're like, I, honestly, to be on, like to be to be completely honest, um, I. <laughs> I don't like you writing for Trip, but I don't dislike him as much as I do Johnny. Johnny is 
Johnny is a loser right now. He has nothing going for him. Like, he has no personality, no job. Trip at least has a career. True. So I can't really drag Trip for things that he has going. Like, he has at least some stuff going on. Johnny does not. Johnny's just, is... just floating through the air. Yeah, they need to figure out what to do with him. I'm very interested because they seem to be having him and Talia interact, which is okay. Lord. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting indeed. Um, shall we move into our next headline, which I actually found one of the more compelling moments of the week? Yes, let's go. Melinda busts Sean drinking on the job. She tells Rafe to fire him, but he suspends him instead. Sean outs Rafe's relationship with Jada in retaliation, which leads to Rafe getting fired. I did not hate this at all. Me neither. I actually... I I don't blame Sean for drinking. I just wish... This wasn't a once in a week type of story or once every two. Yeah, three. we definitely needed to see it more. But damn, Brandon plays the messy part so fun. When he was dragging Ray for filth in the police station, he was making points. Mm-hmm. He sure was. And also, like, if you go back, Sean drinking whenever... It's not going his way is basically in character. It's also very much what Bo used to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did. So, yep, he did. <laughs> and he's, um, All the time. Yeah, because like with Sean, I remember back in 2004 or 5 whenever he had he also had amnesia, but he was drinking a lot. Um because of whatever was going on with him and Bell. And didn't and, he drink a lot when he was fighting with Philip too? When the Philip Bell affair was happening? Like, wasn't he drinking then too? I know he was. was fighting with Philip, but I also feel like there was drinking involved there too. So they, this is not new, but he, th- this whole messy aspect in him telling the brutal, honest truth is not with the little. Yeah, oh, that's not new. No, it's not. Because he kind of did that uh, in 2004 and five when he was drinking. Granted, he had amnesia as well. I blocked a lot of that stuff out because I hated everything Jan back then. So and he felt um, a lot of hatred because he thought Bell had cheated cheated on him with Philip. So, like, granted, he was already pissed and he started drinking, but he was very, very mean. And straight to the point. So it's not something new. And I actually like that. I just wish we saw it more. But he's more, I would say he's more mature now, obviously, because he's grown 20 years. Um, But I wish we could have seen it more. I I do like that that was his rock bottom, too. And he promptly went to get help from Marlena. That means it's basically over, and we saw nothing of it. Like it, 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 it frustrates me because it could have been really good. 
No, no, I, I completely understand the frustration, but I will say I love that he went to Marlena. Marlena and Sean don't share nearly enough scenes for my liking. So anytime I get it, get them together, I'm oh so happy. And Brandon does the vulnerability thing so well mm-hmm. that I was just like, I love this so much. It was a, it was really good. Um, I really, I really liked Sean. Like uh basically telling the whole Salempedia about Rave's business. <laughs> Can we also talk about the way they revealed that he knew? Yes. And like did, the flashback to showing him in the pub. Did we see like I haven't gone back, but I was thinking of doing that. Like, did we see him in the pub that day? In that episode? I wasn't sure, but I knew he, I think at the time the episode airs this spoilers were out that he was basically gonna do what he did so I think I kind of thought he was there but I was trying to find him and I don't know if I could see him so whoever directed that episode did very well in like Mm -hmm. creatively blocking it so that you can't really tell if he's there or not Mm -hmm. so that then they can reveal it and it's like oh that was such a good freaking that was a I good writing like choice and directing choice. Like I really like that. I I'm gonna go back and watch and see because it's somewhere around like the end of June. Because I remember when Eli told Rafe, "Dude, yeah, you're tired. Go home and sleep." And then he went to Jada. To yeah. I think it was about Talia. Yeah, because he because Talia had just gotten her deal. Yeah. So he went to Jada and I think like the day after it was the conversation Jada had with Kate about sleeping with Rafe. So that was like the day after a few episodes after. So somewhere yeah. like June 20 between June 23rd and June 26th. I think June 26th. So I have to go check that episode. And I really I really thought that was uh, an interesting choice to have. Like it, it was brilliant, in my, my opinion. Yeah, Ron's new like one of Ron's favorite things to do is reveal things in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's kind of one of my favorite things that he does because, I mean, I- it, the, and especially in this case, the way it was executed was so good. I would rather have flashbacks that. That leads to something rather than just flashback for the sake of flashbacks, which we had for a long time. But now with Peacock, we barely do. Yeah, well, that's because they they put those flashbacks in specifically to get the episode to the 3720 mark that they needed for the um, commercial time. Mm -hmm. So if episodes ran short, they would put that flashbacks in to extend the episodes out. Since Peacock is basically letting them run episodes anywhere between 32 to 42 minutes, the episode is, they don't need the flashbacks unless it's for a story dictated reason, because whatever the episode is, it is. Mm -hmm. Which is good. Yeah, that makes sense. So I like that. I I appreciated that because I was like, how the fuck does he know? <laughs> that was my only thing. And then flashback. And I was like, oh. Yeah, Ooh. I was and like, oh my God, that's so cool. And it wasn't like an, a flashback that they made up. 
he was actually it was, there it was like i wonder if he was there when they filmed it or if they had to reshoot those scenes i'm gonna go back and watch and then i'll get back to you tony on that because yeah. and it, it made me curious definitely but what else happened i, I mean rafe getting fired i'm not hey that's my question is he fired or just demoted he said fired like because like i'm trying to figure out is he still a cop he's just not commissioner or does he is he completely jobless now he's i think he's completely jobless because this week's episode of days like today i think yeah um, we're recording this on monday instead of our normal sunday y'all yeah so you're gonna hear us discuss everything else about this week on Sunday and released on Monday next week. But whatever. Anyway, I have to mention today's episode. Because Jada said, I feel so bad because I'm here and he's out in the streets. And I'm like, girl, he's not homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so basically, I think she, she meant that as he has no job. <laughs> but yet he's got the authority <laughs> to be <laughs> bit extreme but hey that's my that's my like take on that i think she meant like dude has no job yeah which if that and this is like my other thing was like okay so how are you then in charge of lonnie's prison transport back if you don't actually have the authority anymore i don't get that that makes no sense because he should not which be... is what which is what made me think he may still be a cop just not the commissioner he, 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 again, he acknowledged that today. He's not the commissioner anymore. But, but he didn't he, say he's not a cop. He said, like, I made a promise to transfer her back. And I was like, okay, but you're not a commissioner. That's true. He, like, they didn't, he didn't fire him as a cop. But I think he meant, like, you're fired, fired as both. So I don't know. I guess time will tell there. Yes. Um, do we, I, I know I put this in other news, but considering the new mayor is the one who fired Rafe, do we want to talk about how the new mayor is an asshole? Like, yeah, we should. <laughs> um, because the new mayor is an asshole and a racist asshole at that. Mm -hmm. Because, okay. Aside from the fact that we strongly dislike Rafe and have no issue with his firing, in the same episode, this man was being a creeper and an asshole to Chanel and then fired your Latino police commissioner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is not a... Go ahead. It is not a good look. Mm -mm. I... I think he's supposed to be this awful person. Oh yeah, no, he's it, it's totally intentional. Like this is not. But a it, case I of agree, them, it does not look good at all. This is not a case of them being accidentally racist. This is them like fully intentionally leading into racism for the story purpose. Yeah. Um. But he was very much creeping me out. Oh. Like, first of all, his name creeps me out, and I don't know why, but the name Clint Rollins just sounds creepy. 
Lord. I, I like I literally heard the name and I'm like, okay, this name instantly gives me the ick. Yeah. Yeah, that he was he was creeping me out throughout the intra interaction with um Chanel and then with Rafe and Jada. Like when he was in the interrogation room with Jada, I was like, oh Lord. But they didn't show the scenes there. Which I was okay with not having to watch that conversation because mm -hmm. and I, I I am glad though that Jada did not lose her job. Yes. I, I was relieved that she kept her job. I think it's more like that was more on Rafe because he was he's someone who's sitting in a place yeah, of authority. She's his, exactly. And it looks very bad for him more so than Jada. But that dude was creeping me out throughout the entire episode. Yep. I can't stand him. Um, I cannot wait for Abe to be back to himself and to boot this guy out of office. I think that's going to be a while. No, I, I agree. Um, definitely. Considering what we've heard. Yeah, but still, which we can discuss that when we get to that story. But um, yeah, this guy needs to go promptly mm -hmm. because... I don't know what the male equivalent of a Karen is, but that is this guy. Damn, I think I heard like something on the timeline or read something on the timeline a while ago, but I don't I, I don't remember what it is either. Yeah, this dude is is racist as fuck. <laughs> Terrible asshole. It it's just it's I mean, and it's it's definitely intentional. Like they're leaning into the fact that he's awful. Mm -hmm. Like and my only other question is, obviously, his racism is not subtle. How the hell did you serve under a black mayor this entire time if you were this much of a racist? I mean, Salem is a small town. I mean, true. But I feel like he... I don't know. I, I don't know how mayor things work. But, yeah. but it feels like he would not want to answer. Like, he very much gives the, I don't want a black man to have power over me, mm. which is mm -hmm. gross. But, so I don't understand how he... Oh, yeah, he definitely gave out that energy when he when he came in and he was like, they said, like, you're the temporary major or something like that. And he was like, no, acting major. And Yeah, acting mayor, yeah. Did I say major? Um, I mean, men yeah. mayor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you did, which was fine. But I yeah, knew what you meant. It, I, I don't know how to answer that question because, but. It's like, just very odd. Very, very odd. Yeah, it's definitely. I think he was just waiting for that opportunity of Abe not being a mayor anymore. Like I I I can imagine him jumping for joy when um Abe stepped quote unquote stepped down because nothing happened after that, I guess. Quote unquote stepped down as a mayor back in like it was last year. It was last year, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The U.S. as a whole is racist. So I don't know. That's my answer. 
part of the week. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. That uh, was the you're not wrong. What I thought, like, but yeah, that is a good question. And one I kind of I, hope we get an I can answer see to. Him trying to make sure that Abe doesn't get his job, like his his job back as mayor. I would love it if we find out that he is the reason that Abe was kind of forced to resign during that whole Paulina mess. Yeah, I mean, it could very much be. If he was the one campaigning for, for that to happen, for like the council to ask for his removal, I would love to find that out because it very much gives that. And I don't know if that's something they're planning on, but that would be an interesting little reveal. Yeah. I guess we'll see what happens with this story. If he's even gonna play a bigger part or if that was basically it for plot driven reasons. No, I think we I think we're spoiled to see him again. I don't know the context, but I I remember not liking it when I read it. Okay. Oh. I don't read spoilers that much anymore. Like I read them. I read them occasionally and that's it. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Shall we move on to the next story? Let's go. Leo has the proof he needs to stop Gwen from marrying Dimitri. Dimitri finds him in his room and seduces him to keep him quiet. Rachel either sees or hears them in bed together. So she apparently now knows that they slept together. Um, It's revealed that Kyle is actually gay. And that seems to be the reason why he's not had a wife. What did you think? Um, I guess makes sense, but like, do this show have something against bisexual characters? Specifically men? Right? Because they, I mean, they don't, they do, they, they do bisexual women and gay men. Yeah, like you have bisexual women because you apparently need to have them with men. At some point, like we saw what they did with um, Chanel and Ali. But all of your men on the show, like not all of your men, all of the men who all are of the, all of under the, the rainbow, like fall under, under the rainbow, yeah. are gay. Which, are gay. Yeah, there's no. Like, I which wear, isn't it's bad, not bad, but, but like. Like it it's seems- you can see why how they move with like women who are either bi, pan, gay, and men. Like you can see how different it is. But like I, I it makes sense that he has not had a wife yet because he's not he's not straight. I would I would have loved for him to be by because he does actually have chemistry with Gwen and he does have chemistry with Leo. So if he was honestly and truly torn between both of them, I wouldn't mind that. Selfishly, however, because I hate all things Gwen wears check, the way the show keeps finding ways to make her down deplorable is honestly my new favorite thing. Makes sense. The thing is, though, I think um, 
what's his name? Greg. They interviewed him for his 20th uh, daytime I, anniversary. Yeah, something like that for Young and the Restless, I think. And he talked about the day story and he said that um, Dimitri is bisexual. So I'm confused. Maybe he becomes bisexual because he actually does have feelings for Gwen. I don't know. Like maybe he's always identified himself as gay because he found himself more drawn to men than women. But maybe Gwen is the first woman he actually falls for. It's possible. Or Greg just misspoke. I don't know. So that's kind of confusing me. Is Dimitri gay? Not that it matters really. But is he gay? Is he bi? I will say he's he's got chemistry with both of them. So I don't really care where they go. Yeah. Um, Either way, um, I don't really feel the story that much. This needs to be Glenn's last trip down the aisle forever. Because, like, this girl has had two false weddings in two years. Yeah. Like, I'm, and honestly, I'm done with the whole interrupted wedding um trope from ron in general because he does like one every single year and it's lit like we literally just did this new year's eve with gabby and lee we're gonna do that again 100 for uh gabby and stefan again for some reason i feel like gabby and stefan and dimitri and and they're gonna have a double wedding are gonna have a double wedding because i they have to get married by the end of July. They're already getting married by the end of July. It just, it feels like they're, we're converging to a double wedding. And I don't love that only because like, can Gabby and Stefan get a wedding that is about them? You literally put this couple through hell for the last four years because he was gone. Mm. And then all the brainwashing shit can, the show can does they not a... care about this ship. That is that much is obvious, and I don't Clearly. care about this ship either. Because I feel which like is they... sad because you used to. Yeah, I like the 2019 version just fine. Like they were on fire, but this version is very bland, and they don't have the spark. And it's the story is not helping. So no, I'm kind of like whatever about the double wedding, but I can see fans being like, "Hey." Why can't I feel that? I feel bad because savvy fans can't win, and October is like a cursed month for them. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for laughing, but uh, yeah, because like that's that's when he left in 2019, and now she's leaving in October 2023, and I have to assume that she's going to leave. You by think way she's of death. Like, yeah, you think she's leaving in a body bag? Because it's give because this is giving very much to me. But that where Chab where Chabby were before Abigail died in the sense that Ron has put them through so much that there's no justifiable reason that she would leave. I mean, she could always leave to be with Ari. And yes, but Stefan would go with her, and he's not. Stefan's staying. So oh. that's where I'm like, I don't know if she dies. Maybe coma. 
dies or coma, one of the two, but either way, it's not going to be good for stabby fans. And I feel really bad for them. Yeah, I can see that. But we have sort of segued off the point as we are prone to do. Um, I especially. like I I like the um angle of Rachel overhearing. I cannot wait to see what Rachel does with this information. I kind of want her to be like mini Sammy and hear everyone's conversations and be messy Is, that way. And, and and we can kind of segue this into what happens with Rachel and Brady and Kristen. But I feel like this whole thing is going to end with Kristen either getting partial or full custody because otherwise Rachel has to be in the Demera mansion frequently in order for her to be able to use this knowledge to her full advantage. I want both of them to lose um, custody of her. Oh, I completely agree. I said either give custody to John and Marlena and make Brady move out of that house or if you don't want to do that because John and Marlena are not exactly spring chickens, Eric. Yeah, you know what? Eric and Sarah were probably better parents than uh, Kristen and to some extent Brady. Should we talk about... I was going to say, do you, shall I segue into the Rachel stuff since we sort of naturally Let's go. There? there isn't much to say about the Leo... Gwen and Dimitri stuff like it happened yeah Rachel runs away from camp to Kristen Kristen hides her and tries to leverage her location for joint custody but Brady will not submit to the blackmail um okay Rachel Rachel running I I have so, so many thoughts here first of all um Kristen dressing her up in a bear costume and shoving her in the attic so the police wouldn't find her is the creepiest thing I've ever heard in my life. But on brand for Kristen. Completely on brand for Kristen, but oh my God, creepy and terrifying. And and Rachel was actually like scared. That that is what kind of frustrated me because like this... This did... The, she practically run, ran away to get to her mom. And the first thing her mom does is basically put a bear, cost, bear custom on her and shove her up in the attic. Like, man. This is what I wanted to happen. To show growth for Kristen and growth for Brady. This is what I would have done. Rachel has run to Kristen now, not once, but twice. Kristen should have done the mature thing, called Brady, said Rachel's here. Rachel comes, uh, Brady comes to the house. He realizes how much Rachel seems to want or need to be around her mother. And then they work out a joint custody arrangement so that everybody can be happy. And we are all mature adults, Mm -hmm. which is what I thought was going to happen. Because there was a spoiler that I had seen that said Brady ripped up a custody agreement. I had assumed it was the original one where he had full custody and they were renegotiating. That wasn't quite what happened. It was the new one. Because Brady decided to go all rage monster on Kristen. Which felt entirely a bit much, to be honest. Mm, I disagree. Okay. 
once she started leveraging post the Marlena conversation, like when she started leverage, like when it was clear that she was going to use Rachel for leverage, absolutely the anger was justified. In the initial scene where he thought he knew where Rachel was, and it seemed like he knew that Rachel ran there, it felt like he was accusing her of kidnapping her. Yeah. So that felt off because I'm just like, dude, your daughter Ubered to prison just to see her mother. You damn well know he could, she could have gotten there on her own. Why are you acting like Kristen pulled her out of that camp? Yeah, that's true. Like, she was not really kidnapped, but she was keeping her uh, presence or, like, uh, knowing where she is from everyone. So I can see why he reached to that point. And honestly, even as someone who has not been a Brady fan at all for three years, I am completely on his side because she has pushed him too far and this is like this this is his breaking point because she has messed with his life for a i guess over a decade but like at least this time around for three or four years like And, and, and let's be very clear that what brady did on new year's eve was not kidnapping he had complete total legal custody of Rachel. He could send that child to the moon and he would have no legal obligation to tell Kristen where she is. And when he did quote unquote kidnap her for the sake of trying to, to, you know, manipulate Kristen, he sent her off with a relative that she trusted and he knew she was safe the entire time. Mm -hmm. Kristen, while leveraging her location, shoves her in an attic in a bear costume. Like they're not the same thing. At all. At all. That's not Mother of the Year Award. Which can be our podcast title. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. But like, Kristen is unhinged. Brady, I have to give it credit. I said back in April, um, Rachel is a product. Of her, of her circumstances, of the people that are her parents. And I need, I did not think uh, Brady was putting Rachel first uh, back in, like, earlier this year, back in spring. I was like, they need to put her first because neither of her parents are actually putting her first. Like, just living their their life based on what's best for Rachel and I think I don't think they're Brady is perfect I don't think he's doing the best job but he's trying to and it's wild for me to say that again because I'm not his biggest fan but he's trying to ever since it broke up with Chloe I have to give him credit he's trying do I think that he's done the best job no but he's tried Kristen has not the one place I think Brady has messed up more than anything is keeping the truth of mm-hmm. what Kristen has done away from Rachel. I agree. Because but at this so point... How much can you tell a nine, eight, nine, ten-year-old? 
when your child is smart enough to Uber to prison to see her mother, at that point, there's no reason to protect her. If she's willing to go to prison to visit her mother, yeah, and manage to get like at that point, you kind of have to gauge the maturity level of your child and be like, okay, clearly going to the prison doesn't terrify her. I may as well tell her why she's there. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that's where he falls apart for me as a parent because you need to tell Rachel the truth. This is who your mother is. uh, To be honest, and I think, I know we've discussed this off air, and I think Michael may have brought this, Michael has brought this up more than once. Kristen's attachment to Rachel, uh, Rachel's attachment to Kristen, rather, makes absolutely no sense. Because to quote Michael, she don't know that lady. He really don't. Like the close, like the most time they spent together was when she was a child. Her brain wasn't even like able to fully retain those memories. The person who was the most maternal person in her life up to that point was Chloe. So the complete about face that they did for the sake of the story that they told earlier in the year made absolutely no sense. Yeah. I guess that was a plot plot-driven story, but I don't know, because, like, Kristen wasn't in the picture as a mother to Rachel. Like, she was in and out of, like, She was either running. in jail or, or on the run, so she yeah. never really had a chance to be a mom. Yeah, that's so when, her, So Rachel should technically not want to have, have anything to do with her. And be scared to be around her, which, again, would then justify any crazy actions that Kristen has taken to try to get Rachel back. That would make sense. But it just they went about this completely the wrong way. And I I will I will never not be bitter about it. I think this is most more interesting, though, to have Rachel be this chaotic, chaotic. But, yeah, I can see what you're saying. But I wonder, I think we're going to talk about that more next week. Yeah. But I wonder if this is all going to lead to them losing custody. uh, Like on Rachel, for Rachel. Like, I think they're going to end up losing custody. Both of them, not just Brady. And not just Kristen, but Brady. Kristen has no custody, by the way. So I had to correct myself there. But... uh, I think Brady will lose custody as well over, over yeah. Rachel. Oh, because, yeah, what he does, and we'll discuss the specifics of what he did in today's episode next week. But, yeah, I could definitely see that making him lose his child. Yeah. Shall we move on to the next story? To, to what I think is our favorite, other favorite story of the week. This I is my main favorite. To- yeah. It is the day of Abe's funeral and everyone is left with more questions. John and Abe investigate Whitley as Lonnie questions Jerry. And Jerry tells Lonnie Abe is alive and she finds him drugged. John and, and Abe? Bot- John and Abe, good Lord. John and Steve, I'm sorry. I must have, I don't know <laughs> what I was thinking when I wrote that. John and Steve question Whitley about Abe and or investigate Whitley, I should say. Mm -hmm. And um, Lonnie finds Abe drugged up and watching Body and Soul. 
Yes, a lot happened. So much happened. I wish we could have gotten more of Abe's funeral. I kind of like the whole because honestly, Days doesn't have the budget to tell to show the bit a big funeral that a that would. I be didn't believable. want a big funeral. I just wanted to see like everyone who was going there. I wanted to see like at least see see all of them together for one scene. We, we did though. I mean, granted, it was after the funeral, but we still got that. Uh, yeah, I know, but I wanted like John. Um, was it Brady oh. who was going? Lonnie, you, okay, you like you all wanted them, them all what gotcha. Okay, yeah. That but it makes worked. Sense. Whatever we got worked, but it was like one scene. So that wasn't his funeral wasn't entirely the whole point of the scenes that aired. But I kind of wanted more, but I get it. It is what it is. Um you have to remind me of John and Steve. They were at home investigating. They were at home. John had another nightmare. The same nightmare that we saw last week. Oh, he cool. had it again. And they started talking and talking. And they decided to go all the way back to the beginning and try to figure things out. And they already were kind of looking at Whitley a little weird. And then Chanel came to, to pick up the pictures. Oh, that's right. And then she started info, like she started like info dumping everything on them. And then their antenna went all the way up. Yeah. I like those scenes. I loved those scenes. I love getting Chanel with John, even with Steve, but mm-hmm. um, it, it, was, it was, and I just love seeing how important Abe is to everybody. Same. That. Um- that's the thing I'm loving the most. I'm wondering if oh, we can talk about that next week. Like since nah, we'll we'll talk about that next week because I think that's more on this week's scenes. Let's pivot over to the to the Paulina Theo scenes. Yes. Oh my god, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but this is the best return of Theo Carver with Cameron Johnson in the role. It really is. Because I, he actually feels like Theo and it feels like whoever is writing him oh, gets you reminded who he me is. Because I, I, you know what? Like I was so focused on today's episode so I kind of forgot last week's. But yes, you just reminded me of how much I enjoyed how they wrote him for that episode. Because I don't know how to word this but it felt like they were aware of Theo's autism. Yes, I was literally going to go there. It felt like because you watched the the interview that James and um the actress who plays Whitley and um Terrell did yeah. with Michael Fairman, right? Yes. Did you catch the part where Terrell said that in between the scenes when they were filming those scenes on the pier, like they actually had a conversation about how he used to play Theo? Yeah. I wonder if that conversation helped him kind of click into I mean, how it's to possible, able... but the writers or the script, I would say the script writers wouldn't always write that in. So yeah. was, the actors can try to do their best, but if it's not written, 
but it, it felt very much because like when he said like I don't read social cues very well but it feels like you tried to get Chanel out of here on purpose yeah like that was like oh that was like a really cute cute way to kind of remind like it, it's subtle it's not over the top yeah it, I agree it was very well done and it's well like in your face hey like like it and even <laughs> It just made sense the way he talked about it because it's very much in character for him. And even the moment when he was like giving his eulogy, like he was rehearsing his eulogy with Paulina and he got to the part about Price Town and he was like, well, that was really dumb. And he's like, oh God, wait, sorry. I'm really, really blunt. Yeah. It, it just, they wrote him with awareness and care. And I appreciated that because they and we got done that Some, for a long time we got somewhat of a lexi mention which was really nice too yeah oh god there's just so much to love about this return of theo and like you actually kind of get to see how much theo's dad means to him which yeah. i hope oh, he gets so to see good. him Listen, I listen because I, I don't think we're getting. Unfortunately, I don't think we're getting. We know we're not getting Lonnie long term because Sal stays booked and busy doing beautiful things. Um, but I feel like Theo needs to stay in town to help Abe through this, especially given the fact that James basically let it slip in an interview that Abe's amnesia is not going away. Mm-hmm. That's exactly so what it, I thought. Like watching that in- interview. Because uh, we discussed, uh, you were like, did you get the same vibe? I was like, yeah, he basically said it's not going anywhere. Which I actually don't mind. And again, we're kind of segueing a bit into Monday. So forgive us because I, I feel like he, and he, he also kind of said this in the interview. But I feel like he's going to start thinking that all of the people that he's seen on Body and Soul, when he sees them in actual Salem, he's going to call them by their Body and Soul character names. Yeah, it's possible. So, Lorna. What's the other two? Uh, Lo- what is it? Lorna DeLorean? Yeah. And then Cassandra. Cassandra. I think Chantel was one. Like, there's so many crazy things. Like. And Sandra. <laughs> Sandra, which I, that was a great 227 shout out. I love that. <laughs> and that was this week. Yeah, that or, was Friday. Yeah, that was last week. Sorry, not this week, this week, but last week. Yeah, whatever. It's co- confusing when we were taping this on a Monday. But, <laughs> yes. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, that was actually fun. Oh, my God. Like, it just took me out when they had Abe drugged on the sofa just walking mm. James is portraying that brokenness so well like he just looked so vacant well. like, oh. I just every time it, it broke me it yes. was like I don't like this like it made me want to fight the air and again like today's episode when I yeah it's this week but I have to say it like when Lonnie showed up, she was broken to see him that broken. Well, we because even when she said daddy, because she said that on Friday, so technically that still counts. Um, when she went when she broke in and she said, Oh my when she said, Oh my god, daddy, she never calls him daddy. Mm-mm. It's always dad. dad. Yeah. But like you saw today, which we will discuss more. I'm just gonna say this. You saw on today's episode when he was like 
he was basically out of it. He was he could say he was a little words. more coherent, but it, he was still very much drunk. And you saw how Lonnie was crying. A because she found her her dad, but B because he was crying. But moving back to last week's episode, I guess I loved the scenes with her and Jerry. I loved the way oh the way she showed up. She was like the look on her face. Like, mm, this has been such a good return for Sal. And the way she got the truth out of Jerry. Oh, J- J- Jerry was looking to sing like a canary even before. Yeah, but she was like, she was on a mission. Lonnie said, you were trying to say something to Theo. What was it? Get it out. Come on. Tell me. <laughs> and he told her the truth. And Oh, when did you see when she he finally told her that Whitley has Abe and she was she's about to leave town and Lonnie just looked at him and just bolted out of there. Yeah. She was like He was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And she was like, Bye. And he just left. And she was, ah, those scenes were so good. And when she showed up. She just basically knocked the place over. <laughs> Literally. And what I really loved is that you could kind of like, we were in body and soul and we could hear the knocking. Yes. So I, I loved the way they did that. I think, maybe this is just wishful think, thinking, but I'm wondering if someone is going to show up on body and soul. Because they had, didn't they hear knocking on the on the on body and soul as well, like knocking on the door? I'm not sure. It was kind of hard to tell. Because I think they said something. I thought Lorna said I didn't hear anything. Yeah, because Abe said that, or Abe's character, uh, Henry Marshall, which I think is a shout out to his generation's character, which I think is so cool. It is. Um, but yeah. I think he heard uh, he heard that on the episode, so I'm wondering if Sa- quote unquote Sal is gonna show up on the on Body of Soul. I don't know. <laughs> well, the outfit she was wearing in the um, behind the scenes videos in the behind the scenes content they just posted on their socials last week definitely is giving a Body and Soul vibe, right? So I don't know. Maybe maybe dr- a drugged Abe and drug Lonnie watched watches it together. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I, I don't, wouldn't be opposed to it. I don't. Does she, does Whitley? I guess we'll talk about that next week. Um, but yeah, it's just the way she barged in. She was like I said, she was on a mission, and the real relief she must have felt seeing Abe. Yeah, I just. That was such a good scene. Such a good scene. Yeah. I really... I And also, I feel like the fact that Whitley is, uh, was attempting to leave Salem kind of amped up the story even more. With Abe. Yes, exactly. Sorry. With Abe. It kind of amped, amped up the story. Gave, yeah, gave like this whole state. thing has stopped being like sticky and cute and started being creepy. And mm-hmm. that pivot has done the storyline so much good service. Yes. Because like 
she didn't she didn't seem crazy in a in a dangerous way no but the but the minute they flipped that psycho switch the storyline is amped up and gotten so much better i'm honestly presuming him dead to the rest of the town has amped up this entire story because i know when we heard that they were going to presume him dead we all kind of like went really this is what we're doing but i love being able to see the importance of Abe Carver. I just need them to remember his importance when he's actually here. That part. That was well said. Because it should not be a one-time thing. It should be a, a consistent thing. Res- put some respect in Abe and James's name. Definitely. Have we discussed all aspects of the story? I feel like we did. You and Paulina, Abe being drugged and watching Body and Soul, Lonnie talking with Jerry, John and Steve. Yeah, we've covered mostly everything. All right. When something is good, I don't think like you, like we usually don't drag out. When something is enjoyable, we're straight to the point. We're (laughs) straight to the point. We just. We just go, 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 and I love that. Yeah, because um, I feel like but, the other stories we like because it's kind of frustrating. You go over it over and over again, but when it's something is good, you basically just the conversation just flows, and I love yes. that. Yes, and this story is really good. Like it's for me the best story on the show. So I have a lot of positive things to say. It, and now I enjoyed it. Sorry, and now we can, no, that's totally fine. No, that's really fine. We can now pivot to in other news. Um, Harris is able to clear clear Lee's name with Marlena's help and asks to be committed to Bayview. Um, are they potentially chem testing Lee and Melinda? And uh, I don't hate that if they are. Alex moves out on his own and becomes neighbors with Chad and Stephanie. The new deputy mayor is an asshole, which we already dis- which we already discussed earlier, but bears repeating. And Allie calls Chanel. Um, what do you want to start with? Do we have to pick more than one? Well, I have a couple things that I want to say. Okay, you can go ahead with a few if you want to. I'll just pick um, one. Okay, that's fine. So I'll let you pick yours first, and then I'll just we'll wrap up on mine. Yeah. So that you go sounds, first. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so mine is Allie calls Chanel. That's... Yay, but why? You know why, Tony. That wasn't subtle at all. Because they had Chanel, uh, they had Allie call Chanel to basically say, hey, I've moved on. So you can too. Which is also <laughs> And then five that, seconds later, Johnny shows up. That wasn't. That was very much in in your face. Like I don't know what to, what do you call it? There's a name for it, but um, they were. It felt. It felt very knife twisty. Mm-hmm. As a Charlie fan, I was like, you know what? Fuck you! Know you. What? <laughs> yeah, fuck you, and y'all ain't shit. Because y'all put Charlie fans through so much. And basically did nothing, and now you're doing this. But it, like, uh, it's not shocking coming to. 
based on the show, like we know which show we were watching. So I'm not shocked. But like you could have done something else. You don't need, especially when it's an off, like you don't see Ali. So it's basically like a non-existent Ali on screen phone call. I don't know how to ex- express that. Yeah, but... so it's a one-sided phone call. Yeah. And it's not like Chanel can move on. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the way you're using, um, you're using Allie having moved on to Chanel moving on and just seconds later having Johnny there. And like lying about it because she's like, I have a customer. Yeah. Why are you lying? Like, y'all are broken up. And also, like, I don't really care about Johnny and Chanel. I would have if they actually spent time building them, but they have not really built them. They were always a fast burn shit. And that that is fine. That is completely fine. I really like I enjoyed them in 2021. But ever they don't have that um slow build and they it just disappeared and like it they picked and chosen whenever they wanted to pick up on that ship and that to me isn't something that draws me to the ship and most importantly i think johnny is a loser <laughs> so i cannot enjoy a, a character i i really love with a character i find find pathetic you know but mostly because of how they moved with Charlie. It's it's a no for me. And yeah. Especially these scenes. I was like, oh, you know what? Fuck you. That was a slap in the face. Again. <laughs> She's, they're not even on the screen together. They're like, can we get a break? But yeah, that's what I have on those scenes. I well, kind I, of expect. Oh, sorry. Before you go ahead, no, go ahead. I kind of expected when the spoilers came out. Like I kind of expected to see Lindsay as Ali for that phone call because I don't think think it's big enough to mention if it's Ali off screen. Yeah, know that felt weird. So, but hey, I was fooled. So, anyway. Um. I have a couple little things to add on all the other and other news things. Um, Harris asking to be committed to Bayview. I think we all know what's going to happen when he gets there. Um, and all I'm going to say is Bayview is the clue to who we were discussing when we bleeped things out a couple weeks ago. Mm. I, I was clueless right now. I was like, huh? Oh, <laughs> You got it? Yeah, I got it. It took me a minute. I was like, what the, What does it mean? And then you said the clue. I was like, okay. And then um, I would not be upset if Lee and Melinda became a thing because I saw chemistry in those last scenes uh, before he was let go. I liked that. And then I have, I have one... You know what? You don't know. No, I'm going to save this last one for my shade because this deserves to be shaded. So we are going to segue into praise or shade. Are you praising or shading, Arya? Since you're shading, let me just praise. I just want to praise 
Lonnie's Return. I think it's been one of the best I've seen since Mimi's Return in 2018. And it's been so enjoyable. Lonnie has been written so well. And she has done what she came to do. I don't know how to express that, but she has done what she came to do. Seen the people she should have seen. I wish I, we had gotten more Ilani scenes and the scenes, scenes with the babies. But like it has been so good. I'm not ready for it to be over. And I really enjoyed this week's episodes where Lonnie interrogated Jerry. Basically, she got the truth out of him, ran out of there, went to Whitley's apartment and found a like that is a woman on the mission. And wow. Lonnie Price Grant, the woman that you are. And that's my praise. All right. My shade is something that's kind of silly, but it annoyed the crap out of me. Um, as somebody who spent the better part of 2022 apartment shopping uh, for her move to Florida, let me tell y'all that apartment hunting is not as easy as it seems to be in Salem. And it annoyed the fuck out of me that Alex could literally say, I'm moving out, walk out of his house, and then find himself a place to live. Yeah. That, that... is 100% not how that works. And yes, I am speaking from personal experience. So that just annoyed me and just deserved to be shaded because no. That is unrealistic as fuck. It takes a while. <laughs> like a long at least while. That... I don't say long, long. I can like, apartment hunting takes a while until you find the right apartment. But once you like sign the sign the papers, get the keys, I feel like it takes just a few months. But yeah, it took us about six months. God damn! You, no, finding an apartment is, I can say, it's hell. It's hell. hell. <laughs> it takes a while, but I can like after you've signed the papers, I feel like that doesn't take as long time as. As much of a time as looking for an apartment, if that makes sense. But yeah, I yeah. agree. That was unrealistic. And just Stephanie, those scenes were... <laughs> Tony, I have no words. So I get it. I get it. That just annoyed the crap out of me. as Because I, like I said, I just recently moved. So it was like, that, was, that just hit like a fresh trigger for me. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. Understandable. They were bad. Yeah, but this has been another episode of Soap Dish Salem Style. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? No, not really. This was a fun one. I can't wait to discuss next week. Same. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.